It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's the first top flight Saturday of the year It sees Celtic welcome Ross County to the east end of Glasgow Jermaine Defoe will lead the line for Rangers tomorrow And he'll make his Ibrooks move permanent in the summer Motherwell Hibs has a game of the day feel With the likes of St Johnson and Hamilton Both looking to pull away from the Jambos at the bottom I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Alex Ray, Craig Beatty and Hugh Keevans Well we'll spend a week discussing matters unrelated to what goes on During the 90 minutes of play Brian Rice, Lee Griffiths, Chris Boyd, Tommy Wright Now it's time to focus on the football Celtic's obligation is to go five points clear of Rangers Ahead of their visit to Tynecastle tomorrow And the Ramy in Perth means St Johnston need a good day On the park against Kilmarnock You're right Gordon, Motherwell Hibs is the game of the day But finally Happy 70th birthday to the Hamilton Ackies Owner Ronnie McDonald A wee present to him today Would be three points at home against Livy yeah, looking forward to the matches today, Hugh um, Celtic can put pressure on Rangers Who don't play till tomorrow As can Motherwell put pressure on Aberdeen Again, who don't play tomorrow So, some good fixtures today Lots of opportunities And Alec Ray's already come out with a couple of crackers in the studio So, looking forward to the show Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Gordon It's great to be back on a Saturday show After the winter break uh, As Beats rightly said It's an opportunity for Celtic to put pressure on Plenty of games across the country and I'm really looking forward to the show Let's get stuck in then Going around the ground Some interesting team news From mm. Celtic against Ross County Gordon DL is alongside Alison Conroy Yeah good afternoon From Celtic Park There is no Odson Edward In the starting 11 For Celtic this afternoon He has to settle For a place on the bench For this one Um Lee Griffiths starting up front on his own. Maurice Bauer coming in to the equation as well because of the injury to Jeremy Frimpong. So it will be Fraser Forster in goal, a back four of Maurice Bauer, Chris Julian, Jozo Simonovic and Johnny Hayes. And it'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor sitting with the three of James Forrest, Olivia Cham and Mikey Johnson. Lee Griffiths as the lone striker. I would love to give you the bench, but the signal has absolutely gone down here. So I can... No, I can't give you. I can tell you that Caramoco Dunbelly is on the bench. Young Welsh is on the bench as well. Craig Gordon amongst them as well. And Odson Edward, as I say, has to settle for a place on the bench this afternoon. Still to get the Ross County team. Gordon Dale looking at this. Edward and Griffiths have started up front together for the last couple of games. Had worked quite well, but Neil Lennon going back to the, the lone striker this afternoon. Yeah, I'm very surprised by this, Alison. Uh, we looked at Celtic down at Robbie Park uh, midweek Wednesday night. Uh, very comfortable, good win for them. The formation was 3-5-2. Everyone was phoning in the Thursday night complimenting that, complimenting that, sorry, and saying how well it looked with, you know, with the two wing-backs. I said, and I've always said this, and there was a few arguments about it, the minute James Forrest, he's such a big player for Celtic, the minute he's fit, he's back in the team. It's back to the 4-2-3-1. Um, I thought Griffiths uh, and Edward on Wednesday looked like they were getting a, to form a partnership, looking very good together, and it takes time. Both of them scored. Uh, I don't know if it's just a case of Neil Lennon looks at this team and thinks that's enough to beat Ross mm. County. This is a Ross County team that Celtic have already taken 10 goals off in two games. Mm. So I think he thinks he's got enough there, and it's an opportunity maybe just to give Edward a little more of a rest. 
a tough ask for Ross County this afternoon. As you say, it was 6-0 here back in October, 4-1 in Dingwall in December. Yeah, massive. What they'll do is they'll take a little bit of heart because the last time, I know it was 6-0, but they went in 1-0 down at half-time. And they played actually okay for the first 45 minutes. Uh, they worked very hard to make sure they limited Celtic to chances, fewer chances. But in the second half, for that 5-10 minutes, Celtic just come out up to gears and Ross County had no answers whatsoever. If Celtic play to their full potential this afternoon, I think it will be a comfortable one. So it's going to be a long afternoon for Ross County and their players. So it's three changes from that win at Kilmarnock in midweek. The bench will be Gordon, Taylor, Welsh, Rogic, Karamoko, Dembele, Klamala and Edward. Uh, Gordon Dale, the suggestions during the week, as you mentioned, lots of Celtic fans quite happy with that 3-5-2, hoping to see more of it, Griffiths and Edward. But at the same time, I think you and all the other pundits acknowledged, in fact, I think you were you were sort of leading the argument that as soon as James Forrest was fit, he would go back in the team. So in, in that regard, it's not really a surprise, is it? No, the surprise for me is not the fact that James Forrest is back in the team. I totally agree with that. Uh, selection. I think James Forrest brings so much to Celtic. I think he's a massive player for them. Um, it's the fact that I thought that Celtic looked good on Wednesday night with the two up top. Edward Griffiths, now, this is two strikers that are used to playing on their own, Gordon. He's changed the formation. He went with two up top against Partick. He went with two up top against Kilmarnock. It takes time to form a partnership. And I thought this afternoon against Ross County where Celtic will have most of the ball um, and they'll create a lot of chances. I just thought it was another opportunity to get that partnership going again. But Neil Lennon just decided, no, back to the formation, lone striker, and he'll be hoping Lee Griffiths can continue his good form and put the ball in the back of it. At the same time, though, might it have been a case of Neil Lennon realising that if you're going to put James Forrest back in, as you said, then you, you can't really play with five across and you know wing-backs because that wouldn't be his role. So surely it's, it's, it's one or the other. Well, I've got to say, I think you could... Uh, because today, I think James Forrest would get away with playing, and it's not his best position, we know that, uh, but he could get away with playing as a wing-back, because he'll be probably more up the park than he would be back defending. I think Celtic have gotten off there with the two guys in the middle of the park, McGregor and Brown, to give the, the centre-halves a bit of cover. Uh, but I think he's looked at Ross County and thought to yourself, they'll come here with a game plan and they'll do what most teams do here they'll put everybody behind the ball, they'll make it very hard, they'll make it very difficult he needs width, he needs to get in behind Ross County and that's why he's went with Forrest and I think also the other reason why he's went with Mikey Johnson the other flank, I think Celtic will make this pitch as big as it possibly can get the two wide guys to stand right out in the touchline and try and get in behind Ross County and create chances for Griffiths well, no formation is set in stone and we're always going on about the strength and depth that Celtic possess. Well, today, Neil Lennon is utilising that strength and depth. Ross County have had a, a very poor time of it of late. They are now only four points away from the, the playoff place. Uh, they can't score goals. They don't even average a goal a game this season. Uh, and I think uh, Gordon Dale is correct that the use of uh, Mikey Johnson and James Forrest in the wide positions will stretch them to the limit. Celtic know the rules of the game here. There are 17 matches left. They need to win. I'll go back to my theory of draws a disaster or defeats a catastrophe. So they know they have to win, go five points clear of Rangers and hope it puts some form of psychological pressure on Steven Gerrard's team at Tynecastle tomorrow. That Celtic team is perfectly adequate 
To beat Ross County Adequate and more And with excitement plenty on the bench In the form of Odson Edward Patrick Clamalla Karamoko Dembele If Celtic don't win And convincingly There's something far wrong Yeah I think when you look at The personnel that was available To Neil Lennon Obviously Frimpong's injured Ayers out as well Hugh. They're going back to the familiar Back four The two guys in front But for me It's the two wide guys Forrest on the right hand side Mikey Johnson on the left And he's backed Lee Griffiths to the hilt And I think that's a key thing to remember here Because he's obviously resting Edward oh. Griffiths is looking to try and continue that good form of late Yeah, with Griff coming in Starting the, his third consecutive game as well He's already got a couple of goals You know, the stats are there in terms of goals You know, Griff's got five goals and eight starts Mikey Johnson's got six goals and ten starts And Forrest... 14 and 34 So You've been busy I have been busy I've been in the studio Way before you anyway <laughs> Strolling in here At 3 minutes to 2 um, So listen in, in terms of um, Ratios and goals There's plenty of goals there There's plenty of assists And you know If, if um, Lee Griffiths Has got it today He, he could, he could buy barrel it load. Yeah Let's hear from Neil Lennon I'm looking forward to it I thought we played really well On Wednesday Again, You know Difficult opponent And difficult venue um, You know Nice to be back at home we played well against Ross County in both the games, so we're hoping for more of the same and trying to build a bit of momentum going into, you know, it's going to be three away games after this one. I was delighted with the contribution of both Odson and Lee, um, and not just those two. I thought the, the midfield three were excellent as well. So yeah, it's given us some food for thought at times. You know, that shape seemed to work quite well, and we created a lot of really good chances and and played some super football. And what about the opposition dugout this afternoon? We're under no illusions. We've not done well against Celtic this season. Um, we feel that we, we can definitely do better. Yeah, and that's what we'll be trying to do. We need to learn from our previous experiences and that's that's crucial that we do. Um, and we need to go in with, with, a, clearer, with a clearer game plan in regard and uh, we need to make it a lot harder to, for Celtic to break us down as they as they have done in the past uh, couple of games. So uh, we don't look too much. We know it's very difficult to... To look at Celtic because if they make changes, they, they don't get any weaker. They can change systems, they can change shape, and they can change personnel, and and, and nothing really changes. <laughs> it's just the way their group is. So uh, we understand the challenge that we've got, but it's a challenge that, as always, we're, we're going to meet head on and embrace and, and and see if we can we can improve on our on our previous ones. Let's go around some of the other grounds. Fraser Wishart, hate to break it to you, Hugh Evans has already given you the title of game of the day, so that's a bit of pressure for you to handle. I don't know if you can live up to it. Motherwell against Hibs. Oh, I think. It will live up to it, Gordon, and I'm delighted to, to be here for this game. And as you're saying, absolutely game of the day. It's not often I get to, to say that, but I'm really looking forward to this game. Of course, you get third place Motherwell against a Hibs team who have improved hugely under Jack Ross and have exciting attacking players in their team. But Motherwell have been the third best team in the country over the last year. A change of formation and style, probably 12, 13 months ago, has been a huge success. They now have pace up front, creative players in midfield, and with David Turnbull. I'm often forgotten about to come back soon. All is rosy for the Motherwell fans. An exciting second half of the season ahead. And they must be full of confidence after that brilliant midweek uh, win in Petaudry. That's a huge win. And it sent a message out that they believe as a squad and as a team they can get third place. But it will be a difficult game for Motherwell today. Hibs play a, an entertaining, open style of football. Martin Boyle getting all the deserved headlines recently. But it's also been a change in formation with both Christian Dodge and Florian Camberry now playing up front. And both have been reinvigorated. You look at Dodge, he's an out-and-out goal scorer. That's his game. He thrives on playing off a partner, though, and Florian Camberry provides that partnership. He links the play up well and often goes wide to come in off that wide area and scored 
one or two goals from coming in from the left-hand side. They've got a few injuries for Hibs, of course, on loan Jason Naismith. Ryan Portis are out for the season. Stevie Mallon's out for the next six to eight weeks, and they sold Ollie Shaw during the week. So less options for Jack Ross at the moment, and they've been so inconsistent. They can be a brilliant attacking team, but at the other end, they sometimes lose soft goals, and I think that was exemplified by the fact that poor first half against Hamilton Ackies in midweek. Jack Ross made three quick changes at half-time and just after, which changed the game, and all those substitutes actually start the game today. The teams are two changes from below. One, of course, in force, Christian Long, who's got a hatchet last week against Dundee. He was injured during the week, so he steps down. Mark Gillespie's in goals. Liam Grimshaw, Declan Gallagher, Peter Hartley and Jake Carroll in the back. In midfield, Alan Campbell, Liam Donnelly and Liam Polworth with Christian Illich and Ross McIver, the youngster, starting the game for his full debut. Uh, either side of James Scott, who's centre-forward. The subs, Trevor Carson, Richard Tate, Sherwin Seedoff, Christy Manzinga, Beavis Mugabe, Mark O'Hara and Mikael Njoli for Hibs. As I said, the three subs start, there's four changes in total and Scott Allen, perhaps the most notable uh, absence here, he's on the bench, he's been dropped onto the bench. Alfred Marciano's in goals, Tom James, Adam Jackson, Paul Hanlon and Louis Stevenson at the back, Martin Boyle, Stefan Omoyonga, Joe Newell and Daryl Horgan in midfield with Christian Deutsch and Florian Camberry up front. The subs for Hibs, Adam Bogdan, Darren McGregor, Stephen Whitaker, Melker Halberg, Fraser Murray, Scott Allen and young Jamie Gullen and the referee today at Fir Park is Colin Stephen Let's hear from Stephen Robinson We've had a couple of situations where we've, we've won two games two very hard games um, both away from home which is fantastic um, and then we haven't capitalised on at home we, we've got a better away record probably than our home record and I think that's because teams come in and they sit in and they try and hit us in the counter and it's difficult to break teams down you know you need that, that extra bit of quality but I don't think that'll be the case with Hibs. I think Hibs will come out and play. They, um, you know, they'll pass the ball around. They've got a lot of good footballers, as I stated. And I think it'll be a really good good game for us to go and progress. And it obviously puts us a bit further ahead of them. So that's our, our motivation. Fascinating one at McDermott Park. St Johnson against Kilmarnock. Not just because of the football match, Dave Galloway, but if you read Tommy Wright's quotes in the newspapers this morning, it's safe to say he's not a happy man. Yeah, and that, that's putting it mildly, Gordon. You know, the build-up to this game, as you say, overshadowed by Tommy Wright having a, a real go at the, the board as he voices frustration at a lack of activity in the transfer window. No new signings apart from one on a pre-contract and winger Matty Kennedy departed last night of course to sign an immediate deal with Aberdeen. Wright in a nutshell says he feels a lot of the football decisions are being taken away from him. It, it appears to be more positive in the Kilmarnock camp though with the uh, recent arrival of striker um, Nike Kambamba. Two goals in two games for him and the hope for them is that he can help Killy improve on a record of six straight league losses which has obviously dented their top six hopes. Let's quickly run through the teams then. Uh, St Johnston uh, make three changes. Income Scott Tanzer, David Watherspoon and Chris Kane replacing Anthony Ralston, Liam Craig and Michael O'Halloran. So it's Xander Clark in goals at the back. Scott Tanzer Liam Gordon, Jason Kerr and Callum Booth. Midfield, Ali McCann, Jason Holt and David Watherspoon. Up front, Dre Wright, Stevie May and Chris Kane. Substitutes, Parrish, Duffy, Ralston, Henry, Craig, Swanson and uh, Northcott. A uh, couple of changes for Kilmarnock to tell you about. Uh, Dario Del Fabro and Greg Kilty in for uh, Alex Bruce and Mohamed El Macrini. So it's uh, Jan Koprovec in goals across the back. Stephen O'Donnell 
Dario Del Fabro, Stuart Finlay and Nico Hamelainen. Alan Power and Gary Dicker, the sitting midfielders. Further forward, Chris Burke, Greg Kilty and Harry Bunn with uh, Nike Kabamba leading the line. Substitutes for Kelly Brunescu, Johnson, Millen, Wilson, El McCreaney, St Clair and Brophy. And the match referee here at McDermott is Alan Muir. I mean, Hugh Keevans, bearing in mind we live in a footballing environment where generally managers keep thoughts or negative thoughts about their own club and, and their own board and their own bosses to themselves. So to hear Tommy Wright say... There has been uh, there have been changes made here. I thought the club was going in the right direction, but there have been no change in terms of planning for the transfer window. I feel a lot of the football decisions are being taken away from me. You could basically change my title to head coach rather than manager. It's frustrating. Um, maybe the club should change my title. Look, I'm at the point where I think honesty is the best policy. It's not been a good window for us. If people take this as me lashing out, so be it. But the one thing I am is honest. You can't kid people. Well, it's open warfare. Between uh, Stephen Brown, the chairman and owner of the club, and Tommy Wright, the is he the manager or head coach of St Johnston? Uh, and in between, there is a chief executive who is apparently being listened to while Tommy Wright is being ignored. You now have to examine the reasons why Tommy Wright came out in such a public Absolutely. fashion because he knows uh, in this day and age. This is the stuff of terrific headlines for the newspapers, the stuff of ferocious debate for those of us on programmes like this one. Is his motivation back me or sack me? Or does he realise that he's come to the end of the line at St Johnston anyway? It's been a shocking season for them so far. A very bad week. They've lost in midweek to Livy. They've now had this very public spat. Murray Davidson has broken his arm and is out for six weeks. A huge blow. Matty Kennedy has gone to Aberdeen. A terrible week for all concerned. But for me, the most intriguing thing is what was Tommy Wright's motivation, Alec, for saying such a thing? Alex, all I get yeah. told is players out. That's all there is. There's only seven days of the window left. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been in this position. I have to be honest, it just beggars belief, says Tommy Wright. Yeah, for me, he is trying to force the board's hand, Gordon, but what he's doing is he's doing it publicly. He's obviously lost Kennedy, which is a blow to him. Uh, was it 60 grand up to Aberdeen? Potentially could keep him in the league. They're actually not a bad place at the moment. They're fourth from bottom in 20 points, but they have two games in hand. But the most important thing get into this winter run and then obviously the, the, the coming months, they need to get bodies in so that it can give them a fighting chance to stay in this division. Hamilton against Livingston is going to be watched by Mark Guidi. Yep, it is indeed. And uh, Hamilton came into this on second bottom, but the incentive for Hamilton, for Brian Rice's team today, is if they win this game, they open up a seven-point gap over bottom club parts bearing in mind that Hearts play Rangers tomorrow and you would fancy Stephen Gerrard's team to win at Tynecastle for Livingston they're sitting in 5th place couple of wins after the winter break nice win against St Johnson as guys were just saying there in midweek and also too if they win today it takes them up to 31 points and managers and players football clubs will tell you there's a big psychological boost if you get over the 30 point mark it almost guarantees you that you're going to avoid automatic relegation and indeed probably avoid a playoff place as well so a big day uh, for both teams for Hamilton Ackies they go 4-2-3-1 it's Owen Fawn Williams and goals at the back Sean Want Sam Woods Marcus Fjortov and Scott McMahon 
uh, holding two, Alex Godic and Scott Martin. And it's Will Collar, Lewis Smith and Mikael Miller in behind. Marius Ongpo on the bench for Brian Rice's team. Luke Southwood, Johnny Hunt, Steve Davis, Blair Alston, Andy Winter, Andy Dales and Regan Mino. For uh, Livingston, they go 4-3-3. Robbie McCrory and goals at the back. Jack McMillan, Aaron Taylor Sinclair, Kieran Brown and John Guthrie. Midfield, Scott Pittman, Marvin Bartley and Craig Sibold. And it's Almond Souda, Lyndon Dykes and Stephen Lawless up top on the bench. For Gary Holt's team, it's Gary Maley, Alan Lithgow, Ricky Lamey, Keegan Jacobs, Robbie Crawford, Scott Robinson and Chris Erskine. And today's match referee at the Fountain of Youth Stadium is Bobby Madden. That's you up to speed with all the team news across the Premiership this afternoon. As always at this time on a Saturday We get all the guys involved And look at some of the week's biggest stories From the world of Scottish football That's coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Alex Ray, Craig Beattie, Hugh Keevans are in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds As we build up to the 3 o'clock kickoffs On the first top flight Saturday of the new year Celtic against Ross County If you missed the team news Some of the highlights you missed Lee Griffiths starts up front on his own Oddson Edward is on the bench Mikey Johnson and James Forrest Come back into the team in that one Motherwell against Hibbs St Johnston, Kilmarnock and Hamilton Livy Make up the fixture card in the top flight Two big games tomorrow as well of course And we will preview those as the afternoon progresses But at this time on a Saturday We always get all the guys involved We look back on some of the week's big stories Some of the, the week's big talking points and actually, Gordon Diel, we've got one this morning, and that's that Jermaine Defoe has agreed uh, a pre-contract agreement to join Rangers on a permanent basis this summer. What do you make of it? Yeah, I think that's great news for everyone concerned at Rangers. Uh, Gordon, you've got to say, since he uh, came up to Scotland and joined Rangers uh, last transfer window in January, he's been absolutely terrific. And I think the big thing for Steven Gerrard is not what he produces on the pitch, but... You know, on the training ground, apparently he's a, a fantastic professional. He helps everyone round about him. In the dressing room, he's a big asset as well. Yeah, he's 38 years of age, but just looking at the lad, he just scores goals for fun. He's a goal scorer. He's a great backup to Morelos. And I think that every Rangers fan today hearing that news will be absolutely delighted with it. Ali Free? Yeah, I totally agree with it. I think um, the effect he has in and around the place, I think when you listen to the younger element in about Ibox they are all raving about the time that he spends with him I think Steven Gerrard as a manager there's a go-to between the players and that And but more importantly for me 16 goals return for a guy who is playing sparingly uh, I think it's 28 games but I think when you look at starts it's a lot less than that so he brings a lot to the table it's a no-brainer uh, I've seen his movement on uh, Wednesday night Hugh and this yeah. is the thing we, we often talk about young kids watching football as soon as Barisic goes to pull the trigger he gets across the face and that is the difference yeah. from three points and not. I understand, Alec, that he was on a very, very handsome wage at Bournemouth yes. uh, and uh, he clearly has developed uh, a strong affection for Rangers in the time that he's been here and he has clearly arrived at a financial compromise uh, with regard to what will be the remainder of his career because when this contract expires, uh, there may not be mm. many places for Jermaine Defoe to go. But... From a Rangers perspective, there is no downside to this whatsoever. It is a tremendous piece of business for them. Fraser Wishart, the stats tell their own story. 16 goals in 28 games this season. That mm. in itself seems like a no-brainer, but when you dig a little bit deeper, a lot of those appearances will have been from the bench as well with, with limited game time. So the you know the goals per minute, if you like, will be through the roof. And in that regard, it's not exactly surprising to see Rangers do all they can to keep them a bit longer. 
Oh, absolutely. People will point to to his age and, and say, you know, it's, it's a, a contract should range to be offered somebody of that age. But of course they should because his stats tell everything. And first and foremost, he's still a very, very good player. And, and the guys are right. It's important when you have good role models around the dressing room, good professionals who know how to conduct themselves because they run the dressing room for the manager at times. And he clearly is, is one of those. I, I just think it's very interesting for somebody of Jermaine Defoe's record. And he's played at the highest level in England. He's played international football and major tournaments to come up and not be a first choice and still want to stay I think says a lot for, for where he feels in his in his career as well and he's probably enjoying his football he'll enjoy playing for a huge club like Rangers enjoying the runs in Europe as well and competing for leagues and he's probably thinking that he could be easily playing for you know league, league one in England or championship in England but here he is in the tail end of his career playing for a huge club challenging for trophies and he obviously loves life up here so I, I think that's credit to everybody at that club and also our game you know he wants to stay and play in Scottish football so for me all round for everybody concerned it's a great move and I'm, I'm pleased he's staying and especially when you look back Mark Guidi there were plenty of doubt and, and that's okay Those questions were legitimate It's very easy to say now and, and you know Look back with hindsight But at the time If you sign a 36 year old Who hadn't been playing A lot of football It was okay to ask the questions About the You know The effectiveness of the signing But Down the road I think everyone would agree It's clearly worked out Yeah I mean I, 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 I think anybody that questioned it They're probably out of jealousy For me right away back A year ago when it happened It was a no brainer Despite the fact that you know, Rangers didn't win a league, they didn't, they didn't win a trophy when they brought him and Steve Davis in, but it's been terrific business, and the good thing about Jermaine Defoe, that Steven Gerrard knows, he is not going to moan about being the second striker, the, you know, second in line, it's Milfredo Morelos, and now it could be another guy next season if Morelos is sold in the summer, so that's that's a real positive we had, you know, he's not going to see his other guys arrival and, and, and try to make life difficult, he sees a number one guy, someone that he can go and help, as has been the case uh, with Alfredo Morelos, so yeah, it's a right good Bit of business, and you never know as well. There could be something, you know, down the line if he wants to go down that road of, of, of introducing them into the coaching set up as well in some capacity. And also, too, unless I'm mistaken, he might have won a league cup, I'm not sure, but it's a chance of him to win trophies, to win major titles, and to be part of something significant, and that's got to be appealing as well. And of course, from your personal perspective, it backs up one of your favourite theories on the show that you can do good business in January because actually you then benefit from it the following season when the players are up to speed. Yep, absolutely, and that's why Rangers, at the moment, as is in the case with Celtic as well, that's why we've got a brilliant title race. The title is in their own hands. The title race is absolutely in their hands, and that's part of the reason why. Yeah, you can't uh, dispute Mark's arithmetic there because Rangers, if they win their game in hand, uh, would be above Celtic. So what they have to do now, this weekend, midweek, I mean, it's kind of weekend, in both hands, isn't it? Because if Celtic were to win all their games, all of their games, they would they would win the title. So it's in both hands. But I get obviously what you guys are saying. There's an advantage potentially there for Rangers if they win their game yeah, in hand. If Rangers equal or better everything that Celtic do, yeah. then Rangers will win the title. Uh, it's a, an unbelievable incentive uh, And Defoe is great business Because when you need him He pops up As he did midweek By all accounts Far from a vintage performance from Rangers St Mirren going to Ibrooks, Determined to park several buses uh, And your obligation is to break them down uh, And there was Defoe to perform that function and before anyone starts about Ross County and the way they'll play the game today at Celtic Park, Ross County aren't there to entertain. They are there to survive in this division. And if they park several buses, then you just have to utilise that multi-million pound squad and come up with an idea or two. 
Uh, whilst we're on the subject of backup strikers Because that's what Jermaine Defoe is Lee Griffiths tends to be that Although he's been given yeah. the nod to start today um, Fraser Wishart You can make the case that only up here Do we discuss balls of tape Getting thrown into the crowd for days on end But let's give it one more bash Before hopefully we park it And look forward to some good football on the pitch This afternoon What did you make of that incident? I'd rather be talking, as you say, about uh, the fact that Lee Griffiths has come through such a tough time and uh, has scored a couple of goals. He's not whacked his best yet, but the signs are good, and that is good for Celtic and it's good for Scotland as a, as a national team. But of course, you, we like to make a big stushy out of things in, in Scotland. And uh, you know, I, I'm always talking about behaviour of fans and behaviour of supporters. You know, there's the obvious stuff about instances with bottle throwing, pitch invasions, all that kind of stuff. But uh, you know, I've also vocal about some of the stuff that's shouted and said to players at, at grounds and, and they shouldn't react of course they shouldn't react occasionally do they're only human you know and incidents like this are, are at worst daft I mean I, I say daft it's maybe not even that we're a wee bit daft and, and we, we dissect it and debate it and uh, online of course they go absolutely nuts but uh, uh, there's nothing particular in it for me should, should he have done it should players react like that no they shouldn't react like that but they're only human as I say and the uh, most important thing for me out in the midweek is that Lee Griffiths has scored a couple of goals and he's kept his place in the team and he seems to be in a better place and we should all be happy for that. There's an absolute dedication now to getting people into bother and players have to put up with incredible abuse and then when they react, the crowd jump up as if they've been struck by a cattle prod. Uh, that's the world we live in. Lee Griffiths, for me, it's a matter of principle. Yes, the abuse is moronic. Yes, the abuse is offensive. Yes, supporters are hypocrites. But you have to close your eyes and just try and count to ten and get over it. If you throw anything in the general direction of supporters, this is the kind of reaction it prompts. When I saw Craig Gordon, the most laid-back and mild-mannered of men, reacting to supporters at Kilmarnock in midweek, I thought to myself... The abuse must be pretty horrible if the, the goalkeepers are getting involved like that at, on the bench. So I have every sympathy with Lee Griffiths, every sympathy, but you cannot cross that line and throw anything, no matter how small, even though there's absolutely no chance of any first responders being required. It's not, it's not really the point, it. is it? It's just the, it's the principle, it's yeah, the action. You it's... can't throw anything. The action's got to be proportionate, Gordon, as well. You know, sure. we are we're talking in a, in a time when players have had bottles thrown at them, you know, and people in the park and, and the whole abuse. And, and I, yeah, I, I agree, they shouldn't react, but they're only human, and especially in Lee Griffiths, the stuff he's been through for the last uh, 12 months, you know, and it's good to see him in seemingly in a, in a better place, and that's where we should be focusing on. And uh, yeah, the action's got to be proportionate. Of course, people players shouldn't do that, but let's not, let's get things into perspective. Yeah, listen, it's difficult to, <clears throat> so it's hard to disagree with anything that the lads have said there. And, you know, I had a conversation with a friend on the way through here about Craig Gordon and how placid he is. And it's obviously been particularly offensive if, if Craig Gordon's got involved, Lee's reacted, he, he may regret throwing a bit of tape into the crowd. Was it, was it going to hurt anybody? No. Um, do we condone people throwing things on the park? Absolutely not. Likewise, the, the players shouldn't be throwing anything into the stands. Um, but for me, again, I think it, it, it feeds into a societal problem where. Or someone's weak or vulnerable I think I think that the fans They pay their money They turn up And not all of them um, and, and I have to You know I'll reiterate Not all of them But some of them Tend to prey on the weaker Or a, a certain moment when, when someone's struggling And you know That, that seems to have been the case I said uh, Last week After his celebration Against Partick Thistle That 
he will always have his detractors. He will always people trying to rise him to the bait. Mm. And for me, the best way to do that is score goals yep. and keep them quiet. He did that, and he also set up a goalie, mm. and he has reacted in a way that you'll probably regret because he has risen to the bait. Yep. Now, we're not talking about his goals, and rightly we should be talking about his goals. He's back. He seems to be back in the fold. He's getting the nod today, and unfortunately, because of that reaction. So we speak on this show over. I've often said, regardless of anyone throwing anything onto a pitch, sanction them. And when a player does it, you have to be consistent in that way as well. However, we just have to calm down because we are in a society now that everybody's trying to get everybody in trouble. Yeah. Let's get back to the football. We've got a brilliant, brilliant product, toe toe, and that's a good opportunity to mm. go to the wire. Mark Greedy. Yeah, I mean, Lee Griffiths was in the wrong. He shouldn't have thrown it. But, uh, you know, uh, again... Um, I don't think it's it's overly serious, um, but it's not something that he'll be proud of, and, and it's not something that his football club will be happy about or his manager. But you know, I think it's it's been dealt with, uh, or whatever's going to happen. But I don't think it's a, it's a major problem. But like I say, he won't be. Well, he shouldn't be proud of it. And you you know the city better than most in terms of the, the football landscape. Much of the. The feedback you get It starts on social media It yeah. feeds its way in If this was Alfredo Morelos You yeah. would be saying something very different But t- to be fair to you And I, I really don't like sticking up for you It makes me feel uneasy <laughs> You said the exact same thing Over this gesture You said the exact same thing You said it was daft But yeah. not that big a deal It when, was the exact same reaction Yeah, yeah. when you look at the footage of it and uh, I mean we're, we're obliged now To go over footage of these incidents As if it was Something that was going to change the world But when you look at the footage As Alfredo Morelos comes off The head of Ranger security Is standing there And is making that gesture with his finger To say no stop Don't do that So the head of security knows That that's going to be regarded as An inflammatory gesture But let's keep it in perspective Did he Did he Alfredo Morelos mean that he was actually going to do anything? No of course not And We have in this day and age people who must be offended by something, anything. Please send me something to be offended by. And that was the gesture. When when Griffiths did what he did, again, please send me something to be offended by. The principle is very, very simple. Don't throw anything in the general direction of fans and don't make gestures to fans. I know it's... Heavily imbalanced The players have to take All manner of rubbish From people watching the game And cannot respond I know there's a serious imbalance there But who said life was fair? Let's practice what we preach then Some fantastic football coming up this afternoon And we're going to go back around the grounds next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans, Craig Beattie and Alex Ray in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds In just 15 minutes to kick off How good is it to have the top flight back on a Saturday afternoon Gordon Diel um, Some quotes attributed to Neil Lennon Which might go some way to explaining his team today He said that Odson Edward had a problem with his toe he had an x-ray yesterday Thankfully there is no fracture Don't want to take too many chances With all the games coming up Yeah I totally understand that If that is the case Gordon Because 
I was a bit surprised. If I thought Edward was 100% fit, then I'm sure that Neil Lennon would have continued with the two up top. I've got a feeling that's the partnership he wants to go with. I think he wants to go with two up top. He can fit the formations round about that. I know that a 3-5-2 fits perfectly, but you can still go 4-4-2 if you want. You can get Forrest in the team. You can get two strikers. With the players that he's got, he's got bags of options, and it's just horses for courses, to be quite honest. He played three against Kilmarnock away from home. Today, he's playing four. Totally understand he's got two wingers, brings in Mikey Johnson. He's going to try and have a lot of width in the game, try and get in behind. So, yeah, it makes sense. If Edward is not 100% fit, he's too big a player to risk against Ross County. Neil Lennon will know there's enough out in that park that to take care of business this afternoon and get the three points and put them five points ahead of uh, Rangers tonight. Is he maybe too big a player to leave out altogether, though? You know, if, if there was scope there... You would perhaps give him that, that proper rest. Is he there as a, a contingency, an emergency? Yeah, I, I think he is, but I would be very disappointed, and I'm not being disrespectful to Ross County in any matter means. I'd be very disappointed that I would need to count on Edward to come on this afternoon and win the game for you. If you look at the firepower that Celtic have got from the middle to front, they've got two fullbacks that will go forward. Uh, they should have enough you don't really need to have Edward on the bench if, if he's not 100% fit I don't know why he is on the bench I've got to be quite honest because they've, they've just brought in a striker and paid 3 million quid for him you know so if you're in a bit of trouble why not bring him on if that's if you brought him in to make a difference and give Edward a rest but it's maybe just a bit of security but I've got to be honest I don't think they'll need that security this afternoon uh, Fraser Wisher, in your game between Motherwell and Hibs, we've got high hopes for that one. I noticed um, on social media and through some uh, sources, shall we say, the likes of Louis Moult is at the game, Cedric Kipri as well. But rather than Motherwell fans getting excited, it's probably just two guys up to see their old teammates, isn't it? Yeah, so big Cedric walking up the stairs. He's a big lad. You forget what a big lad he was. And uh, two good signings for uh, Motherwell, both in the sense that they played very well for the club and then they sold him on for big money. And that's the way that I think they attract players from England. They sell the club very well. You know, they've got videos they put together of the cup final runs, etc., and what the club's all about. And, and also quote guys like Moult and Kipri and say, come up to Scotland and you might move on to a bigger club in, in, in England. But uh, about to, today's game, just looking at the, the two teams, I'm really excited by it. I think there'll be goals today I think both teams can lose goals and that makes for an, an exciting game and they both get exciting uh, players in an attacking sense and from Mullow's point of view you know they've got a lot of young players now beginning to push through David Turnbull on his way back but they've got a lot of young Ross McIver and, and uh, James Scott up front very uh, inexperienced player McIver I think it's his first start for the first team as well scored a great goal at Ross County recently so plenty of uh, exciting things going on here today and I think I'll get plenty of goals for a change uh, that said, I wonder how frustrated Stephen Robinson is at a time when Devante Cole has left and then to be without Chris Long, who is the main striker at the moment, and Jermaine Hilton as well. By all means, he will have confidence in those guys who are coming in, but, but clubs like Motherwell or, or most of our teams really can't often handle more than a couple of absences from your, you know, your strongest starting eleven. 
Yeah, especially when they're all, it seems to be like two or three of them in the same position as well, as you said, Gordon and, and Sherwin Seedoff is on the bench, who's he's very inconsistent, and I'm not, I'm not sure that Stephen Robson sees him as a, as a first-choice player for him. Quite a lot of times he comes off the bench, but with Hilton out, you'd expect him to step in, but he's not. He's gone for, for young McIver, and there's not too many options on the bench in an attacking sense. You've got time with two players like Jolly and O'Hara that can perhaps uh, come on. So a lot of uh, a lot of pressure, a lot of on the shoulders of young James Scott, who I've been very, very impressed with when I've seen him this year. He's played wide, he's played through the middle, he's got, uh, he's big and strong, he's a good touch in the ball, two feet as well, scores spectacular goals, but playing centre forward today, I think uh, Steve Robinson would just be happy if he can put one in from a, from a couple of yards, but uh, they'll find it difficult, Hibs, pace, aggression, they've got uh, plenty of attacking players, but again, they lose soft goals, so maybe Scott and uh, Young McIver might find their chances today. I'm going for a 2-2 draw here at the park. Goal machine, Fraser Wishart, Hamilton against Livingston, Mark Guidi, when you look at the Aki's four points clear of hearts And if you look at them playing Rangers tomorrow It doesn't always work out this way But you would be forgiven for thinking hearts will be up against it So a real chance for Aki's to maybe stretch that And, and get a bit more safety Yeah there, there is you know for them to get to, to 21 points And a seven point gap over bottom club hearts Would be a massive boost uh, for Hamilton Aki's today But we all know that, that Livingston are a tough opponent Had a good result uh, in midweek against St Johnston They themselves have got their own targets that I say trying to get above that 30 point mark today which would be brilliant for them uh, as a club you know game number 23 and they're over 30 points which would you regard would, would, would probably mean that you're that you're safe for another season that'd be credit to, to Gary Holt and all the staff and all the players if they can do that uh, Fraser saying he's going for goals at a 2-2 he tipped I'm not so sure I'm going to get a lot of goals um, here but I think we will have a winner and I'm going to go for Livy to edge at 1-0 I know you're a keen watcher of goalkeepers are you excited to take a look at Robbie McCrory on loan from Rangers recalled from his loan spell at Queen of the South yeah. and trusted to step up a level to the Premiership Rangers clearly have high hopes for him yeah they, they do and I'm looking forward to, to watch them you know I think that part of Livingston's success story last season was Liam Kelly the goalkeeper who subsequently got a move to Queen's Park Rangers I've always said that you know to survive you've got to have a good goalkeeper uh, and if you look at teams that have been relegated more often than not they've, they've had a dodgy number one so your goalkeeper's got to be able to win you points and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching Robbie McCrory today Dave Galloway is watching St Johnston against Kilmarnock I'm sure the Kelly fans who are going along Dave will be hoping this is the the start of a bit of a turnaround in the league it was obviously a run of form which cost a manager his job they lost their last six league games they drew the two before that so they've had a long old wait for a a league win, albeit that victory over Queen's Park in the Cup. Yeah, that's right, Gordon. And uh, as I touched upon earlier, the arrival of Niki at Kabamba, uh, that has given the Killy faithful, who've come here in reasonable numbers, uh, renewed hope, uh, a, a good start, scored two goals in two games. So it, it's up to the likes of Chris Burke and Harry Bunn to supply uh, the width, supply the crosses in from the flanks. And, you know, Chris Burke, as, as he showed uh, in the recent Cup tie, uh, um, when uh, Kilmarnock won 6 nothing, he, he set up all six. So if he can supply that sort of uh, ammunition to uh, Kabamba today, you would have to fancy uh, Kilmarnock's chances, wouldn't you? I'm not forgetting Hugh Keevan. Some fantastic fixtures coming up in the Championship are both against Partick Thistle. The reason we mention that is that new look Partick Thistle. Yeah. Ian McCall's making some big personnel decisions, letting Kenny Miller leave and signing various others. I think if Thistle don't get all three points today, it would be a matter... For concern They have brought in Lee O'Connor Republic of Ireland International On loan from Celtic Zach Rudden played against Celtic uh, Last weekend uh, They've got Brian Graham uh, uh, A proven goal scorer 
And they've got Barjonas in from uh, Rangers as well Darren McKinnon also from yeah. Hamilton um, So it's a transformation under Ian McCall And I think you have to see immediate results And I expect them to beat Arbroath today With all that they've brought on board Kickoffs are fast approaching We're going to go back to Celtic Park next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Celtic's first home game after the winter break As the teams emerge from the tunnel Here it is Celtic against Ross County Three changes for Celtic From that win at Kilmarnock in midweek Fraser Forster in goal A back four of Maritzbauer Chris Julian Yodo Simonovic And Johnny Hayes then it'll be Scott Brown and Callum McGregor sitting with three of James Forrest, the Libyan Cham and Mikey Johnson. Lee Griffiths, the lone striker. One change for Ross County from that draw with Hearts in midweek. Nathan Baxter in goal, a back four of Sean Kelly, Cole Donaldson, Keith Watson and Marcus Fraser. In midfield of Joshua Mullen, Jordan Tilton, Don Cowie, Ian Vigers and Blair Spittle. Lee Erwin, the lone striker for County. Your referee at Celtic Park is Kevin Clancy. Gordon Dale, we've touched on it already. Celtic have put 10 past Ross County so far this season and just one in reply. Yeah, and you'd expect more goals this afternoon from the Celtic team. They've got good width in the team. They've got Lee Griffiths, who scored two in his last two games, coming back to real sharpness, Alison, so he'll be looking for more goals. Um, first and foremost, I think you'll learn be saying, look, yeah, performances are important, but the most important thing this afternoon is three points. Open that gap up to five points with the uh, Rangers to shoot Edinburgh tomorrow to face Hearts, which you would expect Rangers to win that. But make sure you've got that five-point gap. For Ross County, it's a case of digging. They'll come here, a bit of confidence from their first 45, not their second 45. Last time they were here, because Celtic just came out after half-time and blew them away with four very quick goals and won the game very comfortably. For Ross County, they've got to hang in. Don't give in and away cheaply, because Celtic will put a lot of goals by you if you do that but it'll be interesting to see uh, it's a different formation from the one in Wednesday yeah. they're back to their old traditional 4-2-3-1 James Forrest for me massive player back in the side and it'll be interesting to see how they perform uh, James Forrest has taken a little bit of criticism can't believe it Alison can't believe it I, 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 I don't agree with anybody that criticises James Forrest I think he brings so much to Celtic I think he's a terrific player not just by creating goals by scoring goals as well and they'll probably have a nightmare this afternoon after saying that <laughs> and we are underway at Celtic Park it is Celtic against Ross County Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors the form team for compensation for more than 40 years talk to Thompson's.com full time in Perth St Johnston against Kilmarnock Dave Galloway St Johnston 2 Kilmarnock 1 St Johnston got off to a really good start in this one going ahead after 7 minutes Tanzos cross slid in by McCann the Saints couldn't build on that though and it was 1-1 on 22 minutes Burke was adjudged to have been fouled in the box by Booth and Burke himself coolly converted the penalty kick home keeper Clark made two very good saves in quick succession as the visitors hunted a second goal tipping over Burke's free kick from over 20 yards and then showing great reactions to keep out Del Fabro's close range header a few minutes after the restart Saints went close when Wotherspoon uh, whipped a corner kick in from the far side right across the goal mouth but there were no takers play flowed from end to end but uh, with neither goalie called into serious action 
Robinson, that is, until Henry's powerful 30-yard free kick was well parried by Killy's Koprovich. The home side uh, started to get on top and pushed for a winner, and then in the 84th minute, Wotherspoon finished well, low into the bottom corner from just inside the box, uh, beating Koprovich at his right-hand post. Maybe the goalie could have done better with that one after pouncing on Hamelinen's clearance. So the hosts climbed to eighth place in the table, but that's seven league defeats in a row for Kelly now. St Johnston two, Kilmarnock one. And it's full time at Celtic Park. Celtic against Ross County, watched by Gordon Diel and first Alison Conroy. Full time at Celtic Park. Celtic three, Ross County nil. Ross County had their chances, but Austin Edwards second half substitution changed the game and in the end it was a comfortable victory for Celtic Ross County had a couple of earlier chances Josh Mullins shot easily saved by Fraser Forster before he was left with acres of space but somehow put the ball over the bar Blair Spittle then had a chance for County into the box but he put it past the post James Forrest then a chance for Celtic to take the lead six yards out ahead and he should have scored but it went past the post. The, the game then started to change in the 36th minute when Celtic were awarded a penalty. Micah Johnson brought down in the box by Keith Watson. Upset Callum McGregor and he fired low into the corner from the spot to put Celtic 1-0 up at the break. There were fewer chances in the second half but Odson Edwards came on two minutes later. His first touch of the game and it was 2-0. The ball into the net from Callum McGregor's corner. Just a minute later, a great save at the other end from Fraser Forster denied Blair Spittle a goal for County. And then it was just a couple of minutes later, Odson Edward once again made it 3-0 Celtic, firing low pass Baxter after collecting from James Forrest. Full-time Celtic 3, Ross County 0. Gordon Diel, it was a comfortable victory, but one man changed the game. Yeah, and uh, what a luxury you've got when you, you know, you're not really struggling, Alison. You're in control of the game, second half. I thought Celtic were a lot better in the second 45. It was just a case of getting that second goal. He just put the game to bed. And they decided that Griffiths had enough. And they brought on Edward. And what a difference he did make. And uh, he scores with his first touch, puts the game to bed. And then he gets another terrific goal. What a finish, I've got to say. Uh, after that, it was... You know, a half chance after half chance. Celtic controlled the game. They had good luxury to get other players on the park. Young Dembele coming on there. If Celtic fans love seeing that. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Ross County, I watched them here when they got a 6-0 drubbing. And if you come to Celtic Park and create three terrific, and I've got to say, terrific chances in the first half, you do not score them, you are in trouble. Because you know that Celtic are going to come out after a few words from Neil Lennon, the manager, and they're going to up the game. That's what happened, and they've won this game comfortably, and they've opened up a gap of five points at the top. A Callum McGregor penalty, an Odson Edward double. Gives Celtic a 3-0 lead and moves them back five points clear at the top of the Scottish Premiership. Full-time Celtic 3, Ross County 0. Signal for Morton. That man, Lauren Shanklin's equalised at the death for Dundee United. Partick Thistle have pulled one back, but it's finished. They lose at Arbroath. It's also finished at Fir Park. Fraser Wishart. Motherwell nil, Hibernian nil, goalless. Not quite the exciting game we'd hoped for. Motherwell having the better of the first half, but the second half was a much better game of football with chances for both sides 
and both hitting the posts. As I said in the first half, Mother on top, but they didn't test off your Marciano often enough despite having most of the possession. Only say the big goalkeeper had was when he punched away a Jake Carroll free kick. James Scott, Alan Campbell, Polworth and Donnelly all came close but didn't hit the target. The Hibs didn't have an effort on goal in the first 45, but they started the second far better. Daryl Horgan, Rob Campbell in the middle of the park. He strode forward and his fierce shot was parried by Gillespie. Martin Boyle returned the ball from wide and Camberry hit him in the back post and had a header across the goalkeeper. It hit the post and unbelievably came back out into the goalkeeper's arms. Mother responded, Marciano saved a low Scott shot. Then Donnelly had a fierce 20-yard shot. It looked goalward. It was blocked by Lewis Stevenson and inches wide. And at the other end, Horgan again involved, headed straight at Gillespie. Should have done better when Martin Boyle put in an excellent cross as the game opened up. We still get the feeling that one goal would have settled it and the closest to either time came was in the 79th minute when Motherwell sub Christy Manzinga almost broke the deadlock. He was denied by a brilliant save from Ophir Marciano. Manzinga made room for himself just inside the box. His left foot shot deflected off Jackson as it bounced high. It looked as if it was in but full stretch tipped from the goalkeeper onto the bar. It was a really great save. And then on 90 minutes Donnelly found in Jolie with a brilliant pass and Jolie should have done better. He was in plenty of space. His low cross was kicked away by Marciano when he could have cut it back to two or three of his teammates who were waiting for that shot. And Motherwell extended the lead over Aberdeen in third place but a game where both managers won't be unhappy with the point but I think Stephen Robinson will feel his side could have and perhaps should have won. My super scoreboard man in the match, Liam Donnelly. In a game where both sets of forwards didn't get going, a bit frustrated, Donnelly kept prompting and creating from midfield throughout the game. Full time at Fir Park, Motherwell nil, Hibernian nil. Well, game of the day turned out to be just along the road in Hamilton. Hamilton against Livingston is finished and Mark Guidi is here to tell us all about it. Full time, Hamilton Ackies to Livingston for and a brilliant 90 minutes of entertainment and drama as Livingston get to 31 points and bring even more daylight between themselves and 6th place Hibernian. It was a well-deserved victory for Livingston and yet they went a goal behind in the 13th minute. The home team scored good play by Marisson Poe on the left-hand side. His cutback found Sean Want in the full-back placed the ball home beautifully from eight yards out to put them into the lead but that lead only lasted 60 seconds because Craig Sibyl scored the goal of the game an absolute screamer shot from inside the box and it gave Owen Fawn Williams absolutely no chance and before the interval it was 2-1 to the visitors across from Jack McMillan took a slight deflection it deceived Fawn Williams looked over his head and there was the fullback Aaron Taylor sinker flying in at the back post and probably just from six or eight inches out he headed high into the net Aki's had a great chance equalised just before the break will call a clean through one on one against Robbie McCrory but he hit a tame shot at the Livy goalkeeper and it was the Livy goalkeeper who really was at fault as Hamilton equalised in the 57th minute there was a corner Marcus Fjortov got his header to it and the goalkeeper seemed to be caught in two minds whether to try and hold it or parry it out he parried it out it was weak and there was Sam Woods to head the ball home from two yards but it didn't stay level for long because Stephen Lawless scored from the penalty spot on the hour mark controversy referee Bobby Madden pointed to the spot seemed to be misty what it was about it was a corner kick whether it was a tug or a handball no one seems to know and Brian Rice certainly queried the referee at the end of the game but nonetheless Stephen Lawless stepped up and cool as you like he put Livy 3-2 in the lead 65 minutes it was 4-2 lovely play by Lyndon Dykes on the left wing picked out Scott Pittman and from 8 yards he just was a lovely little flick with his right foot and it gave uh, Fon Williams no chance in the 70th minute 
a bizarre moment, really unfortunate moment for Livingston considering they were winning. Souther, their left winger, who had an impressive game, was substituted in the 17th minute. He blanked these players, blanked his staff and then picked up a ball at the dugouts and slammed it into the wall behind the dugout and raced up the tunnel in a half referee Bobby Madden followed him and booked him for his conduct and quite rightly so but that didn't spoil a good afternoon for Livingston good victory for them and the super scoreboard man of the match was the Livingston midfielder Scott Pittman in some good tackles kept the, fl- the, the play flowing for his team and also chipped in with a goal full time Hamilton 2 Livingston 4 another day done and dusted on the park and quite a day it was but it doesn't end there this is the fun part this is where you get involved this is your chance to have your say on today's action Celtic fans what did you make of it how would you sum up odds and Edward's contribution comes on scores a double and Celtic win convincingly you got the chance to see brief glimpse of guys like Karamoko Dembele Noli Griffiths uh, Noli Griffiths and Edward together from the start I should say so what did you make of the game at Celtic Park uh Mullerwell fans I know you were hoping to, to push on And really secure that third place A point at home to Hibs Is that a good point A bad point What do you think And of course Partick Thistle fans Let's hear from you Some on the face of it Some good recruitment done In the last week or so But he couldn't turn it into Three points today And now we want to hear from you 0141 951 1025 Your chance to give us a call And we could be speaking to you next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hey Bowie at breakfast On the last show We were reminiscing About my intellectual school days uh, I was asked What colours are freezing cow in this Full time scores In the Scottish Premiership Celtic 3 Ross County 0 Hamilton Ackies 2 Livingston 4 Motherwell 0 Hibs 0 And St Johnston 2 Kilmarnock 1 In the Championship It finished our both 2 Partick Thistle 1 Air United 1 Inverness 0 Dundee United 1 Morton 1 And Queen of the South 2 Alloa 3 In League 1 Airdrie 0 Stranraer 0 Nil. Clyde 2 East Fife 1 Falkirk 6 Forfort 0 Peterhead 1 Dumbarton 0 And Wraith Rovers 4 Montrose 3 In Scottish League 2 Cove 2 Annan 0 Cowden B3 Brecon City 2 Queen's Park 2 Albion Rovers 2 Stenhouse Muir 1 Edinburgh City 2 And Stirling Albion 1 Elgin City 2 Two, we will finish off with some selected games from the FA Cup fourth round. It finished Brentford 0, Leicester 1, Burnley 1, Norwich 2, Millwall 0, Sheffield United 2, Newcastle 0, Oxford 0, Southampton 1, Tottenham 1, West Ham 0, West Brom 1, and Hull against Chelsea is the late kickoff in that competition. But now it is over to you 01419511025. Were you at a game today? Are you getting back in the car, on the train, the bus, walking home? Get in touch while it's fresh in your mind. Get it all off your chest. What pleased you? What didn't please you? Who was the main man? Who was the guy who shouldn't be picked next week? 0141-951-1025 It was great to be back on a Saturday in the top flight, Hugh Keevans And plenty of talking points to get us going Yeah, the obvious place to start is at the top of any league So at the top of the Premiership, Celtic extend their lead to five points Rangers have it all to do tomorrow at Tynecastle But the whole game at Celtic Park Hinged on the arrival of Odson Edward Who was not played from the start Because of a toe injury But there obviously came a point in the game Where Celtic thought 
The main man is required And he has done the job for Celtic Where would they be without Odson Edward At the other end Well It's been a bad day for Hamilton Aggies They have lost 4-2 at home They are right in the relegation mire uh, Good day for Tommy Wright He started off by him a rant at the board And now he's come away with three good points And the game of the day was a damp squib at Motherwell <laughs> And in the Championship I'll be keen to get the thoughts of some Partick Thistle fans Alex This is an all too familiar yes. tale on a Saturday afternoon We wait here And we see disappointing results Even after some On paper Some impressive recruitment But again a difficult afternoon for the Jags Yep absolutely Gordon And I think that's one of the things They need to get these guys up to speed They need to pick up points Because When you've got Alawa Nicking a win Three goals away from home they are showing that they are capable of going on and getting some points. Patrick Thistle need to get their skates on. Uh, you Dundee United, that man Shanklin, 27 goals, mm. Hugo. Impressive at any level. So, a lot of uh, important games today, and uh, we'll get the fallout uh, in the next hour. Craig, what jumped out for you today? Um, <clears throat> sorry. Just the. Uh, what, what was the game here? Celtic Hamilton. game is the obvious one to start, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the obvious one. Hamilton, Hamilton, Livingston. Um, after uh, Livingston going to go behind, um, you know it's a, a really, a really good comeback for Livingston. And obviously, Mark thought he was going to get an odd goal there. Um, you know, he, he, <laughs> he got, got the winning, few. he got the winning team right, but he got he got plenty for. He's going to see his money, but it didn't cost him anything. But good value for Mark, and you know a, a really big win for Livingston. Right, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need. At Clyde SSB is a Twitter handle you need. Let's do it We're here until 6 o'clock Paul is on the line Let's speak to Mark First of all Mark has just got through Ever so slightly Ahead of Paul So Mark was at the Celtic game today What jumped out for you Mark? Um, it was a bit of a Quiet tepid first half To be honest I thought Ross County Were probably the better team In the first half Even though Celtic got a penalty But um, I've just My point really is you know, Celtic are playing A left winger at left back And, he, and today Against Ross County Who need disrespect under the under one of the biggest teams in the league he got found out um, badly and if we've got a left back on the bench who's worth two and a half million pounds three million pounds he signed up for at the start of the season he's a Scotland international but he can't get in front of uh, Johnny Hughes who I don't it's not a player I, I want to slate or anything but if I can see it and I'm a fan sitting in the in the stand How can the manager Not see this So did Johnny That's Hayes Do anything Did he do anything In particular wrong today Johnny Hayes that, that that makes you Make the call Or is this just A general point I just It's not so much I, I don't I don't. It's not that I don't Rate him as a player Because I do I think he's a very good player But I just think You know it, it got caught, Celtic got caught In the counter attack A lot in the first half uh, And it should have been About 2 or 3 nothing down If I'm being honest um, And I, I thought Johnny Hayes Distribution today Was poor you know, his positional sense was he was off another hand got a right back who's on loan Bauer who hasn't had the best best of time at Celtic. But I thought he actually had a good game today, he was bright and positive. I just didn't think there was a lot um I didn't think it was a right it was a right um player to play today, especially when you've got Greg Taylor sitting on the bench. And I think Greg Taylor defensively is a far better player than um than, than Johnny Hayes. But that's just my opinion. Okay, Gordon Dale, you are the eyewitness. What do you make of the point Mark makes? It's all about opinions, Gordon. Most important ones, Neil Lennon, obviously. But I I'm on yours. Yeah, I agree with well. Just let me finish, if you would. Uh, just sometimes you're a bit slow, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to get there, Gordon. It's cold. Um, I think that uh, I agree with Mark. I don't think Johnny Hayes 
is the best option at left back for Celtic. I don't want to pick on him. I've always said that Johnny Hayes is a good footballer. He strikes me as an Aberdeen player and a Celtic top. Uh, but Neil Lennon seems to favour him. Um, why Taylor isn't in front of him? Because he is, a, from, in my personal opinion, he is a better player. He's a better option. Uh, he can play the position better. I wouldn't just single out Johnny Hayes today. I thought first half Celtic back four were dreadful. Um, and as I said in the you know my my post match at, um, at the end of the game there, you cannot if you're Ross County come and be gifted the, those chances in the first half against another team. And not even against another team. I'm actually trying to do them a favour here. Ross County should have scored. They had two really sitters. They should have scored. Celtic were all over the place. Second half. I know what you're saying about. They needed Edward to come on. They didn't really. Uh, they were 1-0 up. They were comfortable in the game. It was a change just to the fact that Griffiths didn't have his best 60-odd minutes. He was trying his, his best to get on to the end of things. just wasn't happening for him. They decided to make that change. Edward scored with his first goal from a, a set play. Game over. But I always thought second half Celtic were comfortable enough to go on and win the game. Whether they brought Edward on or not. But... Obviously, Neil Lennon takes a lot of praise for actually making that substitution. But clearly, you bring him on for a purpose, Gordon. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's not going sufficiently well enough. The only thing I will say, Hugh, uh, yeah, I've, I've, as I said, I don't think they were in any danger in the second half. But you're right, it takes one chance and all of a sudden Ross Ground is back in the game. But I was watching Edward at the end of the game, it'll be interesting. Um, he went over and gave somebody his jersey and he was walking right in front of me and he was actually limping. Now, I don't know if it was his toe was sore because I've never had a broken toe. Uh, Alex said it's a very sore thing. Uh, but he took a little knock just near the end of the game and a challenge and he didn't look too comfortable. I'm not saying it's anything bad, but it was just interesting seeing him walking along in mm. front. He was sort of a limping a little bit, but I'm sure Celtic will deal with that. But he's a massive player and what a luxury to bring someone mm. of his quality on the pitch. Mark, what did you make of that contribution from Odson Edward? Fuck, it was amazing. You know, I watched it. when he came on in the second half, I was actually looking forward to seeing or hoping to see the new signing that Celtic made. Clamala, mm-hmm. uh, even even get ten or fifteen minutes, but it's Edward came on, scored with the head the first time. He's no a notorious head of the ball, really. But his second goal was unreal. You know, took two or three players on, gave himself a bit of space and put it in the bottom corner. So he's a big team. He's a big game player, and you know, you can tell the difference straight away when he came on. The, the, the rest of the players could become alive around about him, like you know. I think to go back to Mark's original point about Johnny Hayes, you know, there's no need to apologise for having an opinion, and Mark. You know, nobody's been disrespectful to Johnny Hayes or any other player. You're simply observing that he's not a left-back to trade. And there is a left-back to trade who costs Celtic over £2 million who's sitting there and doesn't get on. And it's clear from what people were telling us from Celtic Park that he was Johnny Hayes was pinpointed as an area of vulnerability. And Ross County played on that. So... If I'm Greg Taylor, I am simply saying to myself, why can I not get a, a, a run here? Gordon, forgive me if you mentioned that during your, your post-match report, did you agree with those in the stadium? Was Odson Edward the man of the match despite only playing for about 30 minutes? Yeah, you've got to give him a uh, first touch, scores a goal and then puts the game to bed with his, his next one. I think he's, if you look at his third goal, Gordon, 
uh, it's a terrific goal. His, his touch is absolutely brilliant. Sets his cell up, gives the goalkeeper no chance. Of course, he makes such an impact when he comes on. He's that good a football player. Uh, but I will go back to my point and say, yeah, it was great. He comes on, gets his first touch, scores a goal, gets the next one, puts the game to bed. But I just thought that Celtic second half were very comfortable. Yeah, it was still only 1-0. I take all that on board, but I didn't see Ross County get back into the game. But Edward, when you bring him on, he just gives players round about him a lift as well. And the opposition, you can actually see them looking over, thinking, oh no, here mm. he comes, and uh, produce the goods. Right, the first call was from Mark and Cumbernauld, and it was about Johnny Hayes and Greg Taylor. We're getting loads of tweets about Johnny Hayes and Greg Taylor. Paul is in Pollock Shields and wants to speak about Johnny Hayes instead of Greg Taylor. Paul, how bad can it really have been when you win the game 3 0, but everyone wants to talk about Johnny Hayes and Greg Taylor? Exactly. Um, yeah, it, 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 it just shows you. Yep, it just shows you what you've highlighted. I mean, the, the boy's a natural, le- uh, a natural left back uh, who's sitting there who's spent over two and a half million pound on. I mean, I've seen Greg Taylor coming on, start some of the games. He is very natural. He knows how to defend. He knows how to read the game very well. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know why Neil is not giving him a chance uh, because he's an international, like the guys have said and uh, my fellow Celtic sports have said. Uh, I think the boy uh, would, would have been more comfortable certainly uh, if Greg Taylor was playing the other day that's not to say Chris Lajol and, and Simovic you know I mean they weren't reading the game very well today I don't know why that was I know Gordon was hi- uh, highlighting that he was at the game today I wish they have just listened to the radio but I, I just can't kind of fathom why he's not playing Greg Taylor because I think this boy's got something and certainly two and a half million he's, you know they, they should be playing him you know, from the start and uh, bring Johnny Hayes on when they, when they need to stay uh, maybe the last 20 minutes of the game I'm happy with that but it was a dreadful first half performance. I lost in it and I was like, "You're lucky. You're lucky." The Celtic only doing one or two nothing, and he's quite right there. So that's my point. I just I wish Neil Lennon would just uh, give us an update. Why Craig Taylor's not getting a chance? Hope Craig Taylor's won't knock on Neil Lennon's door and say, "Why am I not getting a game here?" So I don't know, mate. Uh, but that's that's my point. Um, I'm just basically highlighting the first caller's point there. Yeah, uh, I mean, but I'm, let me just put it to the guys, Paul. Though. Fans are going to watch their team And they always want more So you're allowed to do that Even if you've won You're you are allowed to look for areas for improvement However, on the last point How can Greg Taylor trap Neil Lennon's door After a 3-0 win And say why was he not playing? You can't, can no, you? No, not at all uh, <clears throat> we, we, Me and Beats were kind of discussing it earlier on uh, I was only trying to give a perspective Of a natural left back Now, over the course of my career We've had players who have come in And played my position And have maybe been a defender And I'm going, why, why am I sacrificed? For a guy who doesn't even need to know that uh, Do we put too much emphasis on that then? Should we just For the purposes of the discussion Accept that in Neil Lennon's eyes Johnny Hayes is a Celtic left back So actually us discussing whether he used to be Or whether he is to trade Are we maybe now reaching the point where that's irrelevant? Well yeah, the question you asked then is Why did you buy Greg Taylor? Why? If you think Johnny Hayes is your, your natural, natural left back yeah. Why did you spend... In excess of £2 million of the club's money On Greg Taylor uh, Yes the game was won But within yeah. Even within the context Of a belatedly comfortable win There are negative points which arise I go back to Gordon Dell at half time Talking about Scott Brown The Celtic captain Giving Christopher Julian what for Because And the fans who were there Are verifying this in the first half, Celtic mm. defensively appeared to be all over the place. Do we need some perspective though, Gordon? This type of reaction just simply doesn't match a 3-0 victory. It doesn't. I know Celtic have 
Huge expectations we, we, We're in a kind of unique part of the world Where we've got two massive clubs And winning sometimes isn't enough It needs to be by multiple goals But the reaction doesn't sound like one you would expect after It's a 3-0 win It's not even as if it's like, you know 1-0 last minute scraping by I think it's all about the first half, Gordon um, You know, I'm, I'm not having a witch hunt here I like to use uh, those words that Neil Lennon uses uh, On Johnny Hayes Because I don't think it's fair I don't think Johnny Hayes played particularly well uh, but I've got to say, I thought the back four, uh, from Bauer all the way over to Johnny Hayes, first half were an absolute shambles. And Ross County should have easily scored two goals for me. Easily. They've missed two sitters. They'll never get two better chances uh, in all the time they come here to Celtic Park. Never. And I think that's what's frustrating the Celtic supporters. Yes, they get away with a clean sheet. But they only get away with a clean sheet because of terrible finishing from Ross County players. Now, I do understand that, you know, Neil Lennon picks the team. Why is he playing Johnny Hayes there? Why is he signed Greg Taylor? You've got to ask the question. Did he actually sign Greg Taylor? Was he the one that wanted Greg Taylor to come in? We know the way football clubs work now. Sometimes they're Tommy, jo- um, sorry, um, Tommy Wright up at St Johnston turned around saying, change my, 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 um, my name to head coach rather than manager. Football nowadays in the modern day game, you as a manager or a head coach, whatever you want to call yourself, sometimes get players put on you that you maybe don't really want, but the club feel that it's best that they bring them in. So Neil Lennon's shown that just now, Johnny Hayes, whether we like it or don't, or whether we agree with it or don't, is the number one choice at left back. At the same and time, sorry, here I thought you were. I thought you were done, Gordon. Uh, Alex, the yeah. uh, like I say, it's a three-nil victory. It's Celtic's first clean yeah. sheet. They haven't kept a clean sheet in the last five. So Gordon's saying they maybe on another day wouldn't have kept the clean sheet, but they did. They did, yes. Listen, I think at the end of the day, 3-0 is a very comfortable result. I think the issue is that Ross County managed to carve out two or three very good chances. You know, I've just got a text from a pal who was at the game. He says Johnny Hayes was poor all game. He says, as a wing-back, I can probably see that as uh, we are back three. He says, however, when it goes to a back four, Taylor must be wondering why he's not playing there. Within I think the context of any game, various points will come up. Watson Edward has come on, changed the complexion of the match, scored two goals, but we have Gordon Diel's eyewitness account of him limping at the end. I think Celtic were forced into putting Edward on the park and taking a slight risk with him because at 1-0, it's a precarious lead. Yes, they might have been comfortable, as, as Gordon has said. However... It only takes another one of those chances for Ross County to crop up and you're in bother. So that for me is another aspect. Can it be comfortable and precarious at the same time? Because that seems like a contradiction. Well, on the basis that you could be... I mean, I get it. I know know the way the arithmetic works that if Ross County score, they're level. But you you just said comfortable and then precarious. I'm wondering if it can be both. Yeah, it can. Because you've seen it before. You've seen teams batter... The opposition yeah. It's still only 1-0 And then The sucker punch That's why we have The expression The sucker punch I just think that It was never the intention To have Edward On the park today But he had to come on Because of the way The game was poised Well these things Are never one way This issue Looks close to being one way But John is in Kings Park He's going to stick up For Johnny Hayes I think John 
Yeah, no, I mean, the way back from the game, Johnny Hayes wasn't a target that you, by Ross County, will attack Johnny Hayes. Johnny Hayes had four, five bad passes. That was it. That back four's never played together. You know, so obviously they're a bit uncomfortable. Gone saying they're a bit uncomfortable. Once we had to go for a ball in the first half, we had about 25 corners in that game. We could have scored two or three goals in the first half as well. Ross County could have scored a couple, but we were comfortable the whole game. Can not understand what some of the guy, guy listening on the radio is telling you about Johnny Hayes having a bad game? It four bad passes. That's just, it was unfortunate. But he never set out, you know. Nobody actually ran him and ran past him five times, six times, crossed the ball, and nobody passed him once. Now, Greg Taylor, I like, yeah, left back. But we've got the four or five games coming up in a row. I mean, we'll get a chance. Yeah, Gordon, I also wonder, because this is not to say that I don't think Greg Taylor's a good player. I happen to agree. He is a good player. I like what he did for Scotland recently. But, are we in danger like we always do in this situation of seeing someone become a better player when they're not in the team? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's just a reaction of the the first half for me today against Ross County. And let's be all let's be honest here. We're all sitting here. Yeah, they won three 0 I thought it'd have been more comfortable. The the, the, uh, the caller there, John Wright. Celtic had a couple of real good chances. I think Julian will be disappointed in other scores in the first half. I think Forrest should score as well. But it was it was the ease that Ross County. Now I watched Ross County come here and get beat six 0 and they defended very well for the first half, but <clears> never really threatened the the Celtic goal. Today it was the ease of just balls into that position between the left centre back and left back Johnny Hayes. I'm not picking Johnny Hayes. I thought I said it earlier. It, it was one of the poor of the four as well. The four of them were very, very poor in the first half. And it was the ease that Ross County players were getting in, one in one with Fraser Fossa. John it was taking, too easy for me. John yeah. is taking exception to someone who wasn't at the game passing an opinion. You were at the game. You are a former player. You are a former manager. And you describe Celtic back four, first right. half, as, and I quote, a shambles This has to be the most negative reaction to a 3-0 victory I have ever heard in my life Gordon, can somebody or not just have a bad day at the office? Um, I said earlier on the show I've, I've watched Two seconds John, I'll let you back in I've watched Johnny Hayes playing left-back When there's been emergencies in the left-back area at Celtic And he's done particularly well um, I remember scoring big goals I think his energy's good I think he's a good delivery of the ball from the, the, left, the left area Um I think he's done absolutely fine there and I get that there's a natural left back there But as soon as he's had a bad day at the office Everybody goes to the He's not a natural left back I think it's an easy option I think it's an easy target Final word to you John Craig you're quite right He is, is quite a, an easy target Listen the guys The guys not let us down in the past They had four bad passes I say the back four hasn't played together Simon obviously had a game and a half You know two games He's been out for so long I mean you and have How long often have they played together? You know, they've hardly ever played together. You just try, you know, you just try to stir things up by saying, you know, oh, bad day. Go, Listen, we won three nothing. It could have been, what does I say with the, Gordon, how many corners do we have? About 25. Are you talking to me? I don't yes, know how many they had. They were 20, 25. We could have scored. I mean, you've seen the claims, the one that uh, James Forrest, the header off the line, the one in the first half, James has hit the shot. Lee Griffiths think it's going in. And he leaves it. It was a tap, you know, a tap into a yard and he left it. Listen, some Celtic supporters have just got to listen. Just be, take it easy. We'll get there. Not a problem. Once we get everybody up and running, we'll get there. Okay, John, thank you very much for the call. That was John in Kings Park, 01419511025. And we're going to start hearing from today's managers next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans, Craig BT, Alex Ray, and Gordon DL are here. They're here until six and they want to hear from you. So give us a call. Let us know what you made of today's action. And you can tweet as well if you would rather do so. You'll find us at Clyde SSB. It's at that stage on a Saturday evening where we will start hearing from. Today's managers I don't know if manager of the day Is a thing But if it was Gary Holt would be right up there One of the results of the day Great game In Hamilton He leaves with a 4-2 victory And a happy man As you would imagine On Wednesday it was a battle To go again And then To show the resilience From going a goal behind To go 2-1 up To go 2 each I think we'd have lost that game last year I really do think that We'd have lost the game um, I thought To then get my noses back in front Then score another great goal I thought we broke at times And could have caused them a lot of problems And Really, really pleased with a lot of play today. It's hard work that gets your results. Hamilton didn't turn up today and then roll out the red cap and say they go and then win the game. You have to graft, you have to put the shift in, you have to match their battle. And if you can do that, then you'll get a chance to play. I certainly thought we're, we're attacking play at times was exceptional. At other times, I thought we maybe took the wrong pass when we could have created a bit more. What did you make of Suda's booking? Um, well, that will be discussion this week, shall I say. It's one of those things, hot-blooded, disappointed and... If you're, dis- if you're not disappointed getting subbed off, that's something wrong with football. So sometimes you've got to say, we're all in it, his blood levels are high, it's probably a wee bit that he's been taking off. So uh, we'll have a wee chat because there's a right way and a wrong way to, to go about it, but um, it's nice to see that he cares. Sounds like he's defending his man, which yeah. you would expect you. I wonder if the conversation's different behind closed doors, because if you're subbed when you're winning and you do something which... Causes the ref to follow you down the tunnel and book you oh. I think chances are you've crossed the line Well we've had a week where players have let frustration get the better of them uh, It happens, they're human beings Therefore he won't be too upset about it, Gary Holt Gary Holt, you're right, should be considered the manager of the weekend He's only five points behind Aberdeen Absolutely now. I mean for Livingston, Derek McInnes justifiably will sometimes talk about budgets the expectation level for Aberdeen Given that their budget is a fraction Of Celtic's budget or Rangers' budget But I guarantee you Livingston's budget will be a mm. fraction Of what Aberdeen are able to spend So he's only five points behind Aberdeen They're over 30 points now They are in the division for another season for sure And well done Gary Holt, a good guy Partick Thistle had a disappointing afternoon Losing 2-1 in our broth It was a goal in the 95th minute To pull it back to 2-1 uh, After so many Seemingly positive signings as well Ian and Bearsden What happened today? Oh, I'd like to know Unfortunately Should I say I was going to say unfortunately But fortunately I wasn't there um, but, but a big concern um, I don't know if Zach Budden was injured today Because he wasn't even on the bench uh, I watched them against Celtic and they, they, showed, they showed they were quite unlucky to lose although Celtic probably deserved the win they, they showed a lot more commitment they looked a lot better now from that team there was only two changes today they brought in O'Connor and they brought in Graham up front uh, Rudden wasn't playing obviously or was Kenny Miller um, that surprisingly let Miller go as well but that's another issue uh, I, I, then back bottom of the league again that's Seven points we've lost to are both out of nine already this season. Part-time team. And we're, we're away for them. It's probably we're saving grace up from now. And now that seems to go going by the wayside. I really do worry that we're going to go down this season. Yeah, um, I think Rudden did play this afternoon, Ian. I think, I don't know if we're getting some 
some crossed wires. I think he was up front with Brian Graham. Um, but regardless, that's it's a mix-up that can happen, Hugh. Yeah, the the, the league only... table doesn't make great reading. Only no. only two points behind Alawa, fine. Uh, only three behind Queen of the South. If you're looking at uh, automatic safety, if you like, you know, yeah. above that that playoff. The only concern would be what Queen of the South do with their two games in hand, because if that three was to stretch, then. You know, well, obviously it makes life more difficult The only two forms of consolation I can offer Ian Are that the new signings will take time to adapt But you have to think they'll get there in the end Given the quality of the players that have been brought in The only other form of consolation is that The bottom five from Queen of the South Are Broth, Morton, Alloa, down to Partick Thistle They're separated by six points All five are in trouble uh, and somebody somewhere could be Partick Thistle's salvation But right now On the back of that defeat from Arbroath uh, mm. It it looks bad Hugh, well, Hugh the, Sorry I just Hugh, want to apologise to Ian Because depending where you look Zach Rodden played So I'll we'll we'll get to the bottom of that Whilst but, Ian's on uh, the phone So well, you're there, talking there about, seems uh, to be crossed wires somewhere away, away form Partick Thistle are currently sat fourth Hugh and they're oh. away form oh. And they are stone bottom of their uh, uh, home form So clearly the issue is more to do with At home for me And not for a second saying Ian that you let Kenny Miller go And then you lose the game And that's why And the, the two are necessarily linked But I'm just wondering what Overall how, how you feel about the decision To let him go uh, I know he's at his age He doesn't want to sit on the bench But he it, it did it, it a lot of work Not just up front He, he covered nearly every blade of grass on the park most games the effort he put in was great um, obviously him and Ian McCall decided that if he's not going to be starting every week he wants to move on and I can understand that and I appreciate that and, and I appreciate what he's done for Thistle there but, um, really well, one point I'm making is that we brought these players in and they played quite well against Celtic the, the only two changes today and they get beat to a beat are both with the same scoreline. There's an acre between are both in Celtic, and are both had the percent a bigger percentage of possession today as well, and that concerns me as well. Um, so we got to the bottom of it as we hoped he would. Zach Rodden was named in the starting eleven, and with a minute before kickoff, Partick Thistle then tweeted to say that he, there, there had to be a late change and he wasn't included. So that's why, depending where you look, um, but he didn't play the game. That would be the, the bottom line, as Ian suggested. Again though And I know we've said this before And it doesn't guarantee you anything Alex But the gap between Partick Thistle in 10th And Dunfermline in 5th Is 6 points Yeah It's only that, 6 points it, it is very tight Gordon But the the quicker you can start going some sort of run I think as I've just said there now, Their home form is abysmal uh, They've got a big game against Ayr Next week Hugh uh, mm. Friday night uh, I think it's on the box so they need to really get up and running And uh, it'll be interesting to see if he makes more changes With some of the guys that he's brought in uh, it, it looks as if Rudden was going to feature today And it's yeah. obviously pulled out because of a knock Or unfeeling unwell injury, yeah. 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 The big thing is, is inconsistency Because yeah. you know, we've been stood here for, for months now And during spells of it It's been doom and gloom And, and you know, Patrick have been struggling I know they're bottom of the league But they've been really, really struggling And other times we've been listening to Ian McCall And how their win record's 50% And their form's been really really good Getting into certain spells So they're, they're just so inconsistent mm. That's the big problem One, one in six now at his beats yeah. So it's, it's kind of starting to sway it's going, know, Towards it's, the down, yeah, turn yeah. Ian thank you very much for your call That was Ian in Bears Den Mark is in Hamilton What did you make of the Celtic performance And result today Mark? I've, I've seen enough result Gordon But my questions are 
Johnny Ashford. Craig Bay, Craig, what would the, the position would be by Johnny Ace to play? When we took off the Aberdeen, do you remember? Say that again. What position? What position what did position he buy Johnny Hayes to play? Go on, tell me. Well, he was supposed to play live back, was he? No, absolutely not. No, that that's why I said yeah, he was not natural left back. I, just, I was listening to the show. I'm just listening to the show, and you're saying he's like an escape goat. Uh huh. No, what I said was he's the easy target. I said he's right. obviously the not the thing. Scapegoat, easy target. I mean the same to me, right? He's not left back. Which we Gordon agree on. Said that, Gordon Dale said it tonight He's an Aberdeen player And no disrespect to the lad at all But that's what he is And I've got a left back I think that's well, been, I thought that was a bit disrespectful listen, I, I think, think, I think your, your current manager And your previous manager Would strongly disagree with that And Johnny Hayes has Johnny Hayes has been a good player for Celtic Any time he's been called upon Would yeah. he want to be playing left back? Probably not but when he's so asked, why is he, so, what, so we'll go to the manager then. Why is he playing him at left back then? We've no, got a lad. That's a question. Hugh, yeah. you need to ask, as far as it does interviews it's to, uh, on the radio or whatever it is, to, you need to know what's happening here, we. Somebody needs to ask the question why he's not picking the line. Mark, just, just to clear up what it's like in that environment, that, that's not to say that you can't, you can't ask questions that might upset Neil Lennon. Of course you can. You can do that to any manager. But those questions don't really get asked after three nil wins. You're, like the, the chances of someone after a three nil win and going, explain yourself. Why are you playing Johnny Hayes? He would say, Yeah, no, the answer's not coming anyway, Gordon. <laughs> Regardless of, but if, if he wanted to answer it, it would be pretty yeah. simple. He'd say, yeah, well, well, he was part of a back four that kept a clean sheet and we won the game three 0 It would be generic. I think he's a good player. He's done well for me any time he's been asked. Taylor's a good player, but he'll just have to bide his time. You have to wait on an opportunity. It would be a generic answer. So, regardless of what's going on, the reasons for Taylor not playing. You're, you're not going to get an answer that you're looking for Other than Hayes has done well any time he's been asked of Yes he's had a poor game today And to me it looks like it's the easy target Because he's not the £6-7 million I, pound I, signing I do not subscribe to this he's, he's an Aberdeen player playing for Celtic Neil Lennon plays him He played in the cup final from my memory serves me right Last year as well against Hearts oh. You know he won a title last year So he's more than an Aberdeen player And the fact is I think they're actually trying to sign him on another contract Which suggests that he's happy with him Neil Lennon he clearly had a bad day at the office today But in terms of his cover down that left hand side I think it makes sense for him to, to extend his contract Mark what about the the shape change today 3-5-2 during the week That's the next question Gordon That's what I was saying to Andy He needs to the manager If see if anybody's going to lose a league for Celtic this season It's going to be the man It's called Neil Lennon He needs I'm, to make his mind up Every bought a lad that was but, 3 million, 3.5 million there And he goes and plays Goes back to the the old system of digging. Why don't you give that lad a chance to see what he can do at Parkhead? It's absolutely shocking. He's won the game. What, what are you looking for here? He, I'm he, looking for the man to make up his mind, Ali. He's got to well, make he up his, his mind. mind to Celtic won. I'm not, I don't care about how they did. They didn't win two convincingly, mate, did they? But they won at a canter. You know, you listen to Gordon Dale at the oh, game. They won at the game of the day, didn't they? It doesn't seem to me it was at a canter. I'll Mark, tell you that in the You won three nil today. You, You're five points clear. You've already got a trophy in the bag. What what, what else do you want from Neil Lennon and Celtic? Well, Neil, I want Neil Lennon to make up his mind. That's what Alex said. He did make up his mind. There was the office chance today for the lad to play up front instead of the lad Edward who was injured. Give the guy a chance what, what are we asking for? Edwards came on and scored two goals today he had, And won he the game he's, he's, he's no injured he, he had to bring the guy on To score two goals 
but that's yeah. why he's there. I, 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 you're I, I, wrong yeah, here. I, I, I made the, the point, and uh, you know, you, you have backed me up, Mark, which is a hell. <laughs> that sums it up, no bounds no, no, up. No, 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 no. The, the, the point I am making is that Edward was not intended to be on the park today. How I do you do know? Not believe, I do not believe it was intended for Odson Edward to be on the park today. So why put him in the bench? Uh, that happens plenty of times with players. Uh, you've got plenty of alternatives. You get seven players on the bench. Now, I think that if they have gambled with Edward's fitness today, although he scored two goals, although he's changed the complexion of the match, they will regret gambling with his fitness if it puts him out of games. I'm interested, Mark, in this idea that because Neil Lennon played one shape during the week and another shape today, that he's indecisive. Because I've also heard managers being praised for that because they're Adaptable. So when are you adaptable and, and when are you indecisive? I can understand it, and you're, you're right. What you're saying there, Gordon, right? But we need to, we need to. Get, we're buying players at two and a half million, three and a half million, who we think are quite capable against that team, and they are. And they're not getting played when there's a chance to play Celtic Park today, and he goes back mm. to the same system. We won up front. Gordon, That's what I'm trying to get it. Gordon Deal. At the same time, if Patrick Clamalla is is who Mark means, he's one week into a four-year contract. Yeah, but um, I was a bit surprised, um, especially when they went 3-0 up, Gordon. I thought it would have been a good um, time to bring them on it's at home. It's against Ross County. Game's finished. They brought on, uh, brought on young Dembele. I've got to say, he just looks a terrific talent. I'm watching him training. I can understand why Alec Ray um, stood and watched him for a full game because he's absolutely terrific. But what I will say is, you're forgetting, forget formations. At the end of the day, Neil Lennon's won this game. They've just got three points. I thought second half, they were very comfortable. Yes, Dembele comes on, changes a game, whatever it may be. Now, I'm not really caring what the guys say or what their opinions Edward, are. Edward, you mean, matter. yeah, Edward. Yeah, Edward, sorry. It doesn't matter to me in the studio. I think that there's a better left back at Celtic than Johnny Hayes. I don't think that's his position. I don't think he can play there. Um, I know that they can defend him and saying, well, he's had a few good games. Johnny Hayes is not a left back. End of story. And I will argue mm. with him that it says he is. You can play him one forward. That's his natural position. You brought a guy in for over two and a half million or whatever it may be. Scotland International, who is a natural left back. Now, at the end of the day, it's Neil Lennon's decision. He's a guy that lives and dies by his, his selections and his results. I don't know why Celtic fans are going off their heads about different formations and who was playing and who was not playing. I said today before three o'clock, it doesn't a performance on top of three points is great. The most important thing than now is to open that gap to five points and put the pressure on Rangers tomorrow against Hearts and they achieved that. Well, if you want to hear from Neil Lennon, you can do so right here next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans, Craig BT, Alex Ray are here in the nice warm studio. Oh. Gordon DL, how are the temperatures at Celtic Park? Beautiful. Good. Absolutely Tropical. beautiful. Yeah, warm enough to take my, jo- my jacket off. It's a wee bit too warm for me here. Good. I like to hear it. Let's hear from Neil Lennon then. A 3 0 victory for Celtic this afternoon. Here's what the Celtic boss made of it. You know, maybe we're fortunate to have a clean sheet with the Ryan Fraser. Good save, second half. And Ross County had a really good chance, first half. Thought we were a little bit flat, first half. Uh, second half, I was delighted with the performance. And um, obviously, the impact also made when he came on was huge. And the game really opened up, and we could have scored a few more towards the end. So, in the context of the season, 
it's a it's a brilliant win. You know, it just keeps the momentum going. With Odson starting on the bench, but just you didn't want to, to risk him for the full game? Well, he had an x-ray on his toe yesterday. His, his foot was in a boot. He did a, a fitness session last night. He said it felt a lot better, but concerned that he wouldn't do the 90 minutes. So it's worked out OK. You know, he looked fresh and, you know, a really good half an hour made an incredible impact on the team when he came on. And he shows the qualities that he has. And he should be OK for Wednesday. And I was delighted with some of the other performances again from McGregor. You know, Johnson coming back was good for us. Looked more like his old self, so yeah, a lot of good things to come out of the game. We were a little bit patched up at the back, you know, with Fringpong being out, Ayer being out. So it was understandable, a little bit going into the game, that, you know, there wouldn't be that cohesion or total understanding because they haven't played together. Probably that back four has played the first time together. So, you know, Jozo and, and Chris haven't played together for a long time, so it was understandable that maybe we looked a little bit ill at ease at times. I get that. Uh, full of praise for Odson Edwards' contribution, Gordon. Pretty clear to see why. Was it two and six minutes, I think? Three minutes. He, three minutes. Um, well, anyway, quick contribution. First, first touch of the ball, Gordon. Um, he just he lights up the place when he comes on. He's such a fantastic talent. Um, I know that uh, Neil Lennon was talking there about, you know, he had the, the, the toe problem. When I watched him limping, I don't think it was anything to do with the toe because when he came on, um, he never looked like he was limping, he was running about, he looked 100% fit, but he came into a real hard tackle with a couple of minutes to go, just on the edge of the box, and I think he felt it a little bit. Now, he's come out to make a phone call, because you know I watch everything, and he was standing at the dugout there, and he was walking back in, and he still got a little bit... Whether it's just a little knock, and uh, Neil Lennon says he'll be OK for Wednesday, so that's good news for the Celtic fans, but what a difference this guy is, and what a luxury you've got if you're sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, 1-0, we're in control of the game, let's put this game to bed, who will we send on? Edward, not bad. Yeah, and not to say that people are going to be happy about it, that's an understatement if you look at the phone calls that are coming in, um, but is that a, a fair enough reason, if you like, from Neil Lennon about the... The, the defence and the way they looked early on Given the fact that Bauer's not The first choice right back In fact he's not even the second choice right back Suminovic doesn't play a lot of football That back four won't have played together I don't think um, And Neil Lennon almost sounds like he expected to, to, to have one or two difficulties there I've got to say, Gordon, it certainly showed in the, 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 the look better second half. I thought Bauer in the first half looked poor as well. The two centre halves, as I said, I watched, uh, there was a stoppage in play down at the, the other end. I watched Scott Brown in the middle of the park and he was having a real dig at Julian. He really was having a real go at him. If they say, listen, we need to get our act together here, we're going to lose a goal. And it looked that way. It looked like Ross County could uh, surprise Celtic and score a goal. And Neil Lennon's right, they should have scored a goal in the first half, maybe two, I, th- I thought there were two glaring chances they passed up, uh, but second half they looked a, mo- a lot more comfortable yeah we can take all excuses in, uh, in in the world that you know this is the first time they've played, they're not the regular uh, right back uh, everybody's having opinions, Johnny Hayes an actual left back, two centre halves playing together, but listen if you come to Celtic and you're brought into this club, you should be good enough mm. to go out there and play as a back four yeah, I think when Neil Lennon used the words like uh, ill at ease, no cohesion, no understanding, I accept patched up at the back. However, playing Ross County at home, I mean, should you really be that ill at ease, that lacking in cohesion and understanding when, as Gordon said, they're brought to Celtic, Bowers a, a £5 million player, uh, Julian £7 million, 
Simonovic uh, is a, a, an international player. Um, you know, I think what it flags up is that Celtic need a bit more uh, dominance at the back. They, they are too easily got at and to be ill at ease and lack cohesion and understanding against Ross County at Celtic Park, that's not the best. Uh, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard and quickly look ahead to tomorrow's match. We are running out of time, but a huge fixture as always when Rangers go to Tynecastle. We expect uh, a slightly different challenge uh, in, in a few ways because I think our managers come in and uh, change the style, change the philosophy and um, changed you know, quite a few players. Um, so it'll be different in, in, in that way, but obviously the environment will be the same, the personnel in terms of the squad isn't much different. I think they've uh, brought one or two in. So it'll be a tough game, tough challenge, a team that has took points off us uh, in, in that recent fixture. So um, you know, it's a team we've got respect for, it's a venue we've got respect for um, and we'll have to be at our best because we wasn't last time and um, we suffered a bit of a setback. You know, they'll, they'll probably play a different formation, personnel will be different. Uh, I'm expecting my players to be better. We, we will be different as well in terms of the team from, from that day. So. Um, no, I think it'll be a completely different game. And this is the joy of the title race. We've got Gordon Diel, Celtic winning 3-0, stretching their points advantage, stretching the goal difference, and now a chance for Rangers to respond in the capital. Yes, yeah, excitement that we're looking forward to, Gordon. Celtic had to do the job first here, uh, open that gap up and then say to Rangers, right, the pressure's on you, going through to Edinburgh against the Hearts team that, for me, are really struggling. Um, I think Rangers will have enough uh, to close the gap back to two tomorrow. Um, I think that they're too good for a heart side uh, under a new manager is really, you know, struggling to get everything going on the, the pitch. Gone are the days for me just now that people say, well, you know, Tynecastle's a very difficult place to go and pick up three points. I think Rangers will have too much in their locker tomorrow. Alex, does the team pick itself? Uh, Alfredo Morelos and James Tavernier are still out. Is there any doubt about? Who takes their place? John Flanagan. Yeah, Flanagan will start at right back. Golson, uh, Katic, Barisic, the midfield three of Jack, Davis and Kamara. Aribo and Kent will support Defoe through the middle here. It picks itself. Well, no, no point in Stephen Gerrard hanging about then. Just, <laughs> just getting amongst it. Just, Stop messed about. Just pin it up in the wall now then. Uh, if your heart's and you're paying Liam Boyce allegedly £6,000 a week, then he can get his jacket off and get earning his dough as well. So yeah, uh, it's, a big bonus. it's a big boost for them, Hugh. Yeah, fascinating day. Uh, Straight in tomorrow, do you think? Without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. If you've got 14 goals, I think he's got five in his last seven. It's a guy that's going to have plenty of uh, you know form. encouragement, good form. And uh, he leads from the front. I think he's absolutely right, Stephen Gerrard. The other day was two buses. I think I expect Hearts to press Rangers, try and get in their faces, and it's how Rangers cope to that. Because when you go to Easter Road, you go to Tynecastle, you go to Petardry, you have got to roll up your sleeves, and you have to fight first and foremost for the right to play. Different manager, different style, all the rest of it, Craig. I mean, when Rangers went there in October, Hearts were also in terrible form, and they, yes. they managed to rescue a point that day. Machino putting them ahead early on before Morelos equalised. So Stephen Gerrard doesn't doesn't need to look hard to find a reminder of what it can be like if if you're not at it and if Hearts do manage to raise their game. Yeah, absolutely. That's the example there. They've also he knows how tough it was on, on Wednesday night with St. Mun. Um I don't happen to think tactically that Hearts will play the same way they have been. I think they I think they 
the flow of the game might well pen Hearts in and it might they might end up having to park the bus um, if Rangers are dominant from the start of the match I think it would be dangerous to, to play a pressing a high pressing high tempo Daniel game Daniel Stendhal needs that one result that changes the course of everything for Hearts and that would be a win over Rangers but will he get it? No Another day done and dusted in the brilliant and sometimes weird and wonderful world of Scottish football take us away Hugh Keevans see us into the night well, you can only ask of Celtic that they win and create a five-point gap between themselves and Rangers. They have done so. You can argue all you like about shapes, personnel, and the manager's alleged inconsistency of team selection. But they are five points ahead. It is now Rangers' job to reduce that to two points. Uh, and it promises to be a fascinating Sunday afternoon with Aberdeen in relatively poor shape going to St Mirren. Could they slip up yet again, Aberdeen? Plenty of talking points today, more to follow tomorrow, and you can look back on all on Monday night at six o'clock with Hugh Evans and Alex Ray. In the meantime, you can get your weekend truly started. George Bowie's up next with the GBX. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.